You're at the Over or Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. Welcome to Over and Under, and thank you for streaming this podcast. I had a very loyal listener call me up, and he said, Dude, you need to stop saying and thanking people for downloading your podcast. You don't download a podcast. You stream a podcast. Okay, well, I guess out of all the things I could be criticized for, thank you for um, streaming my podcast. But we, this is serious, people. We need to get to this really quick. This, is, this has just been released. The Biden administration just announced that Secretary of Transportation Peter Buttigieg is out and now Secretary of Transportation Jesse Smollett is in. Yes, you heard that correctly. Crazy world living, right? Yes, Secretary Smollett met with the president and stated he was vacationing off the coast of California on a yacht when it was overtaken by a rogue naval militia wearing bright red khakis and red MAGA hats. Uh, They attacked him. Uh, He would have been killed, but they stabbed his favorite yellow duck floating device, evidently saved his life. But he is pissed. He's really pissed, and he wants to do something for his country, so... He, he stated that this militia was actually holding all these container ships at bay, and it was part of a conspiracy to bring down the, the Biden administration. He was committed to uh, getting the supply chain thing corrected. He met with the president, and the president liked what he uh, had to say, and he, uh, you know, he appreciated uh, Secretary Buttigieg, but understood that the uh, unplanned pregnancy and the... Uh, twins that him and his husband have were just a little too much and uh, stated that he was upset about not being able to find vanilla wafers along with some other staples that we have never had shortages of and just thought he should uh, give to somebody who could give more attention. He also liked the fact that there was more intersectionality because Smollett on top of being gay is black so you got a little cross-sectionality there you know Buttigieg was just gay I don't know of any cross-sectionality but he thought that the cross-sectionality would uh, bring success getting our goods to the to our counters our grocery stores and ultimately on our tables it was rumored that he was talking to Supreme Court Katanji Brown to take over Secretary of Transportation he was watching like most of the people when uh, she said that she could not tell you what a woman is, and I guess it it concerned the president that she would have some very weighty issues coming in front of her, and if she couldn't judge what a woman was, well, maybe she knows something about a shipping container. April fools, but you got to admit, it could have happened under this administration. That was very plausible. At what point did I lose you? Yes, it's April fools. You know, about Pete Buttigieg, you know, to the best I know, he's never really showed any success at any position that he's ever held. But the fact that we have our worst supply chain crisis in the history of this country and dude takes off because he says he's got to help his husband take care of the kids. Now, I'm not trying to be mean-spirited or whatever you want to call it, but was it unexpected, really? I mean, somebody had that child. I'm thinking if he could contract with somebody to carry a baby for nine months, he could he could have bumped her money up just a little bit more and uh, got her to breastfeed the kid. I don't know how Pete and his husband are doing that. But, uh, 
you know, I remember when they announced the kids coming, and I, and I hope they're doing well. I hope the family's doing well. But I, I thought it's strange. You look at the picture, it, that it looks like they're in a hospital room, and I don't know this to be a fact. This is Rambling Fridays, by the way, and this is when I get to be silly, stupid, and just talk, you know. This, this, this is supposed to be fun. So they're in, it looks like they're in the hospital room. They're sitting there, and if you look at that picture close enough, it looks like a hospital bed where you raise and you lower it, and I don't know, it looks like they're fatigued, like one of them or both of them gave birth simultaneously. They're just, they're tired, but they got that loving smile that you see moms and dads usually give each other. I wonder, did the, did the mother pop the two kids out and say, okay, move out of the way. And then the photographers come in and the couple uh, got in the bed and they're holding the kids and they're just so lovingly looking at one each other. Anyhow, unfortunately, Buttigieg is still our transportation secretary. You probably could never name another transportation secretary because there's really quite nothing to do. I mean, the stuff just keeps showing up. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of uh, private ownership and private inter enterprise. You know, they've got their own interests that they're pursuing. So transportation secretary, if he just stays the heck out of the way, things usually really go real well. But the worst supply chain crisis hits the United States and peak Secretary Buttigieg is nowhere to be found. And uh, here we are. It is April 1st, 2022. This supply chain thing's been going on for about a year and a half. Well, damn near as long as President Biden has been in office. But here we are, April 1st, 2022. And you go to your grocery store. This has been a real problem for the Biden administration. You know, most of the times a, an administration can spend things, they can make them go away or, or make them to where nobody even wants to look into it or pursue it. But these are real issues. These people are going to the gas pumps every day. They're going to their grocery stores and they're not being able to get certain staples or they have learned how to try other brands out. Yes, we are spoiled. We're very fortunate that we don't have just one manufacturer of any one certain thing, but that might be next, people. And we're not used to paying 8 to $10 for a packet of bacon, $7 for diesel fuel, really. And like I've said before, even if you do not have a car, it, everything that you buy is touched in some shape, form, or manner by energy. And it's just, it's killing this uh, administration. They can't make it go away. It's, it's in everybody's face every day. They're feeling it. They're, they're feeling the, the hurt and the pain of this incredible inflation. I mean, 40-year records are being broke by the Biden administration and inflation. And the only thing that ever breaks that record is the next month of his presidency. So I don't think uh, there's no ending to where this inflation is going. But let's strap in and hold on and pray for better days. Okay, what to talk about next? Um... God, it's, it's been overcovered, but uh, the slap heard around the world, I believe everybody's calling it, when Will Smith jumped out of his chair and smacked Chris Rock across his face. I mean, wow, that, that was incredible. I only heard one person, I think, really called it like it really went down, and that was uh, Will Kane of, of Fox Network. I think Will really hit it on the head because it was the impressions that I got you know, Chris made that joke about Jada's, Jada's hair and uh, or the lack thereof. 
and Will seemed to be absolutely, I mean, he was laughing. He looked like he took it very well. I guess at some point in time, Jada expressed either through her eyes or her body language that she was uh, very upset. And then he gets up, and of course, you know the rest. Everybody saw the rest of it. But to me, it looked like, it, it's like his pride was hurt, not because of anything that Chris said. I think that's just a, a dysfunctional marriage. I happened to watch some time ago when um, she she had something called the Red Tabletop Talk Show or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure what that was. And I was just channel surfing. I can promise you I have no interest in the, the Wills, uh, Will Smith's marriage. But I did stop on there for just a second to hear them talking about their open marriage. Now, Jada seemed very confident as she was talking about their their arrangement. Will did not seem to be all that good with it. Now, he went there voluntarily. I'm sure she told him what uh, they were going to be discussing, but everything on his body looked uncomfortable. He did not want to talk about it, and uh, I think she was good with the arrangement, uh, but he was not. So I think this was uh, some way of him trying to assert himself. I mean, that's, that's not a good place to be in, for, for a man in his marriage. And, he, and Will might have his uh, stuff on the side. I don't know. That, that was not mentioned. But I can tell he's not good with it. So I think that slap uh, across Chris Rock's face was much more about his relationship with his wife than anything that uh, is going on between him and Chris. Even when he sat down and he was yelling, which looked very, I don't know, like a five-year-old or something. He just looked like his his pride was hurt. It sure wasn't reestablished by walking up there and slapping Chris across the face. And it was just, uh, it was a strange kind of uh, anger that he was expressing. I don't know. I've never punched out another man over my wife, but I don't think that if he motivated me to get up, it would be an open hand slap across the face. I believe I'd have beat him down. Other than that, I must say, got a lot of respect for Chris Rock. He's always been, and you know, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, I've told you I love Chris Rock and I love Dave Chappelle, but he took that slap like a boss, man, and his composure that he demonstrated after was incredible i mean he he carried on with the show he even elicited some laughs about just got the hell smacked out of him by will smith and everything the show went on i mean the academy ought to uh, be very grateful that he was able to keep that kind of composure and i'm sure uh it 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 guaranteed the calmness to get down that could have been a showstopper right there but I mean, hats off to you, Chris. You showed a lot of character, and uh, I think it's paying off for you in ticket sales. I know if you come around here, me and my wife are going to try to get by and uh, check out the show. I loved your comedy way before Will Smith. Good job, Chris. You know, I think I made mention of this topic the other day, and I'd like to just go over it one more time. The Federal Election Commission investigation into uh, Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign did show that they uh, paid for that Steele dossier, and they did, not, they did not disclose that they were the originators of it. 
Clinton's campaign has agreed to pay $113,000, which seems to be incredibly light. I'm, I'm kind of surprised there's not some type of uh, criminal investigation behind this, but I'm not a lawyer. I can tell you right now that Trump is getting ready to sue them. Yeah, Trump has had a long list of grievances against the uh, Clinton campaign and uh, with the findings of the Federal Elections Commission, uh, this is going to, I'm sure, bolster his case, and I can only imagine the money that he is seeking. Now, I'm not going to be one of those people that says that the campaign was stolen from Trump, but the fact that uh, you see these kinds of shenanigans going on, it, you can understand why the uh, former president had a lot of reservations as to how everything went down, because I guess he got a first first-hand look to see just how dirty that could become. This is from Reuters on March 24th. It says Donald Trump on Thursday sued his rival in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Hillary Clinton and several other Democrats alleging that they tried to rig the election by trying his tying his campaign to Russia. The lawsuit covers a long list of grievances to the Republican former president repeatedly aired during his four years in the White House after beating Clinton and comes as he continues to falsely claim that his 2020 election defeat by Democratic President Joe Biden was the result of widespread fraud. So even if you do not agree with the fact that the uh, last election was stolen, you can understand his uh, paranoia concerning elections. Can you imagine how upset uh, Hillary was? I mean, she was supposed to be the next president. She was just as livid as uh, when Obama was elected. Can you imagine? Obama comes out of nowhere, and she's been around forever and a day. She has paid her dues. She gets beat by Obama. A lot of people forget that the whole birth certificate and the birther thing started with her campaign. Yes, sir. Yes, it did. So it comes to no surprise that these are the findings of the uh, commission. Like I said, I think she's getting off light there. I, you've got to give Trump some credit in some of the things that he has said. You know, when he was saying that his campaign was being spied on, everybody looked at him like he uh, had three heads or he was some kind of crazy person. But yes, indeed, he was being spied on. And uh, when he vehemently denied all the allegations of of Russian collusion and flipped it around and said it was the Clinton people that were colluding with the Russians. Well, I don't know if they found any direct ties with the Russians other than the fact that, uh, what, was, what was it, Hillary sold them or was part of getting them some uranium to make nuclear things, and it was all kind of shady and dirty. She definitely has some type of uh, connections there, but it's, it's true, I mean, Hillary has and always has been pretty dirty, and she's always been a master at burying stuff. You know, if things get too hard, she's, I mean, she's pretty smart. She would always like to be able to explain or take the slap on the wrist for destroying documents, cell phones, because if the things were, the documents were ever uh, got a hold of, or if her cell phones ever were uh, investigated, that would be that would be a, a deal breaker. Somebody somebody would be going to prison. So she was always smart. She would destroy all those things. Unlike 
the Bidens, the incredibly, I will say this, I would say that Hunter Biden better be, thank God that he is not the son of Hillary Clinton because I think Hillary would have had him killed. He's just too much of a liability. I mean, damn, he goes to <laughs> he goes to a computer repair place and drops off three laptops reportedly with uh, emails and I mean you, you're you're you've been exposed to the salacious uh, type things is uh, sex orgies and parties and smoking crack and but there's other stuff on there too and then you've got that coupled with what was that guy's name Tony Tony Bobolinsky right I thought after he uh, had that big uh, TV thing where he announced he was turning over his three cell phones that would cooperate the business dealings of the Bidens, and on top of that, personal testimony where he met with the uh, vice president and Hunter and was uh, bringing to light the scams that they were playing, one that he, you know, would eventually walk away from. He said, you know, it was just too dirty what they were doing. It was illegal. We haven't heard anything about that. I was thinking, oh, my gosh, here comes a big congressional hearing, and somebody's probably going to go to prison, maybe even the president himself and that kind of got quiet and then the three laptops got turned in the fbi has uh, they have the laptops they have to the best of my knowledge they have bobolinsky's three phones that he said will cooperate emails and communications and show what's the word i'm looking for i want i don't want to say criminality but that's what it is the criminal enterprise of the bidens and do you not think that it's, it's strange because Ukraine, China, and Russia right now are major players in, in some incredibly world-changing events. Russia going into Ukraine. I think China would have uh, has just sat back and tried to figure out where the winds are blowing because they do a lot of business with a lot of different countries. I think they would love to join Russia. And I'm sure they are supporting them in back channels in some way. Their history goes, their communist ties uh, had formed a brotherhood a long time ago. And I'm sure that through back channels, they are still supporting Russia in, in their endeavors. But again, they've got to, they have their interests too, and they will be served first. That's not a novel idea. I, I'm, I appreciate uh, when we had a president that looked out for the United States best interests as opposed to being the world's leader. We voted for him to be our president, not the leader of the world. That leader of the free world just kind of came along because America was always powerful. It was looked at as being moral that they were given that type of influence. But no, the presidential election is supposed to be about who represents and leads this country. I think the other day I told you that I pray for our president. And I, I'm kind of goofing off today a little bit. Um, when I tell you that I pray for the president, I'm, I'm sincere about that. And But given that this is Friday Ramblings, I would like to tell you I've given more thought to the fact what would happen if President Biden could not fulfill his four years in, in the role of being our president and Kamala Harris were to take his spot. You know, I thought that would be very devastating, but I thought to myself, you know, I see all these clips. She is being called the queen of the word salad. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, go look at some uh, Miss Junior pageants where the uh, beauty contestant is asked a question 
and she just rambles like I guess what I'm doing today just rambles and never answers the, it's 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 incoherent I mean the words the grammar nothing matches up you cannot even understand what they're saying but I think in the beauty queen pageant I mean it's great and some some of the women have really knocked it out but I think it was always to try to demonstrate some type of composure could they be light on their feet and response to something that they may not even have any knowledge over. But with our vice president, you know, she has to be prepared. She should be prepared before she is addressing heads of state. And she has been put in charge of some very weighty matters, not to mention uh, securing our southern border and not going to well even after she bypassed the border and she said she was going to go to the heart of the matter which i think we just gave those people a lot of money it has not it has not manifested itself in anything that looks like a solution to the southern border but i got thinking to myself you know by the time i hear a 10 minute response from her or even just a single response to one question my head just wants to explode i got thinking to myself what if we could get putin and uh the ayatollah all the despots of the world to sit in a room for one hour with her while she had just talks to him she would never address anything she never gets around to addressing anything but I think that she would make their heads explode. I think their heads would completely explode or they would take cyanide tablets. They would hang themselves. They would commit suicide not to have to listen to her for one more minute. It's, inc- it's incredible to think that she was a prosecuting attorney. I, you know, I remember watching her during the primaries and when she was... At the, what was it? What was the Supreme Court Kavanaugh's when she was at Kavanaugh's? I don't know what you call it. I would call it an Inquisition, but uh, I could understand her. She seemed to uh, make sense. I don't know what has happened to her. Uh, either she is not taking the job serious and she's not preparing before she goes talks to these states of ahead. But she's a she's a she just babbles and uh, again not a very good view for the United States, and it's not just her, it's the entire administration. When I just started goofing off at being April 1st about Buttigieg, you got to admit, Smollett replacing Buttigieg, you couldn't dismiss it right away. You could not. I mean, is that any crazier than anything else we've seen? I mean, the craziest thing I ever saw was the very first day Biden shut down the pipeline the the keystone xl i mean our next door neighbors canada are begging him you know 20 30 days hey please don't do that let's 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 do this this is our next door neighbor as recently as march 2022 they were telling biden you know it's not too late to do this deal you know you've got a lot of people that got money invested it's not just the united states it's the uh canadians they're they're oil companies that affected them too incredibly He's going to release a million barrels a day. We consume 20 million barrels a day. The Keystone Pipeline, which arguably could be functioning today and no later than 2023, it would have been soon, would be producing almost what he's releasing out of our strategic reserve, a million. So, I mean, it's been estimated that the pipeline would have been pumping anywhere from 830,000 to 900,000 
barrels a day. I mean, that's that's, that's about what he's uh, releasing, right? I don't know. It's just insanity. I don't know why he will not talk to our neighbor to the north uh, to get that oil, why he would be going to the despots of the world that are, a lot of them are committed to destroying us. It's like we're paying for our own demise. What was, who was the Russian? Was it Nikita Khrushchev that said we would sell the rope that would hang ourselves? I mean, Biden gives credence to that, that thought. We live in some incredibly unreal times. Okay, so I really like doing these because I don't have to put a whole lot of thought into them. And here we are. We've uh, come up on 26 minutes. That's the other uh, criticism that I got is, man, could you make some of them a little short? Those ones that are getting up in the 35 and 36 minutes, that's a little too long. If you would just cut it short or make two parters, that's what you should do. So um, let's see how that works. Anyhow, again, happy April 1st day, this uh, April 1st, 2022. Thank you for live streaming as opposed to downloading my podcast. Look, I do appreciate you so much. I hope you have a good week. And uh, I'm going to do my best to follow up on that Marxist thing and show you the manifestation, the branch or the hybrid Marxism that was brought to the United States, which I think has added to our state of confusion. So we'll go ahead and call it right there. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I really do appreciate it. If you heard anything of value, forward this to your your friends and your family, just trying to build the listenership up. And uh, as I always do, I'm going to leave wishing you a fond adieu. May God bless you and keep you safe till we get together again once again on Over and Under, Out Like a Scout. Y'all be good. Bye.